suck and that's okay because that's just how it is um I have a lot of trouble doing this because I have to have it quiet but when it's quiet I feel like the whole house is listening to me and I'm the kind of person that just hates silence so it makes me paranoid but I'm gonna try anyways Okay, so why I wanted to do a podcast, I think because I'm obsessed with Joe Rogan and his podcast, like he just sits there and talks to his friends and talks to like all these experts on all this like fascinating stuff and he basically just gets to sit there and learn and absorb these people's knowledge and he gets paid for it. Like to me that is a dream job and I would love to do that. And so the reason that I named it In Bed with Shauna is for a couple reasons. In Bed with Madonna was a title for, it was an alternate title for, um, what's it called? Truth or Dare, Madonna movie. So that's always been in my head forever. And then I just thought it's sexual and I tend to favor sexual topics always my whole life. And that's what I have a desire to talk about, write about, etc. And um, because I'm in bed. Like right now, I'm in bed. I'm in bed a lot because I'm unemployed and depressed about it. So I thought it was the perfect title. Uh, Anyway, so I'm just going to basically test this out. I'm going to discuss a couple of topics and uh, see what happens. But if you want to know more about anything I talk about or like get a better like visual idea, I'm going to put show notes on my blog. So that's um, theshaunawilliams.com. And that's also linked in my, I think it's linked in my Instagram. But, um, yeah, so I'll put show notes in there so then anybody can look at, like, my references or whatever. So, moving along. Okay, so turning 40. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I turned 40 last week. And I'm having a bit of trouble with it. It's not, I don't know, it's an interesting thing because there's two aspects there's time and vanity like 
time I keep looking at it like, first of all, okay, I've lived 40 years. What the hell have I done? Nothing. And I basically only have 40 years left. And really, part of that, I'm going to be old and weak and slow and just, it's not going to be productive. So really, my health is going to start to decline around 60 or 70 after menopause, which is going to completely freak me out. Then I'm just going to start rotting when I have no estrogen. So really, I only have like 20 years left. And like, what am I going to do with it? Like, here I am, 40 years old, laying in bed, talking to no one. I have like nothing to show for the 40 years. I mean, of course, I have my daughter and I have my family, which I guess that's what's important is like relationships. But I don't know. It just, it makes you kind of think... How much time do I have left? It makes you not want to waste time, I guess. At least to me. And on the vanity side of it, it's interesting. Um, You know, I feel like there's a certain group of people who become invisible to society. Older people, disabled people, and obese people to an extent. Uh... And as someone with a disability, I think that I felt that invisibility when I was younger, at least, you know, as far as the opposite sex goes, um, I was invisible. I was never somebody considered to be interested in, you know, no, no boys were ever interested in me. I was basically invisible to them. And I think that being faced with becoming older I'm faced with becoming invisible again and that to me is terrifying and I don't think that like it's just a social thing I think that these people being invisible is drawn from biology like we as humans have this biological need to reproduce that's what drives like 90% of our actions, whether we think about it or not. I mean, clearly most of it's subconscious, but it's a thing. And I think that basically if you're an older woman, and that's why it doesn't apply to men, because if you're an older woman, you can't reproduce. Older men can. So that's why older men are considered distinguished, not put out to pasture, you know? Um, disabled people genetically looking at them it doesn't their genes don't look good so you don't want to reproduce with them Um, obesity could be considered unhealthy so just someone as the opposite sex is always going to look for a mate that is healthy and looks like they can reproduce and as a mature woman that decreases And that's not something I'm looking forward to. But on the other hand, I posted a picture on my Instagram for um, when I turned 40 on my 40th birthday. And I put like hashtag cougar in it. 
and I got a lot of responses and probably the most likes on that picture than I ever have. So that's kind of weird. But I mean, that's that's what's going to get me through this is cougar status because that's the that's my way of staying visible. Okay, positive side of turning 40 is that I'm almost finding it liberating because like I was having a conversation with my mom the other day and which I fully intend to record her and I having conversations because I think it's funny and interesting but um so we're having this conversation about sexuality and something about the panic at the disco guy came out as pansexual and I told her I would consider myself pansexual and she looked kind of shocked and it's funny like I just feel like just now at this point I feel like well I'm 40 I'm a grown woman it doesn't matter what my mom thinks like that is just happening right now which is super strange to me but it keeps happening like the other day I commented in this conversation on Facebook and I said fuck and I was like oh my gosh my mom's gonna get mad but then I thought I'm 40 years old if I want to write fuck I'm gonna write fuck you know like it's just weird I don't know maybe she brainwashed me more than I thought she did but yeah so that's an interesting thing that's happening and I'm curious to see where that's gonna go all right so next topic I want to get into is a messy one and it's transgender so that whole thing is a mess you wouldn't even believe and the only reason that I wanted to figure this out and kind of figure out where I stand on these things is because I have three teenagers and they're immersed in social media and with other teens and they're hearing all these things and you know I have one kid coming home telling me that their friend is a they them it's not a he or a she and I'm like what is that even about you know and then I have another kid talking about genders non-binary and gender is a social construct and all of these things I have another kid dating someone who's transgender or was dating someone who's transgender so I was like dude I need to figure this out like seriously and I thought I was really open-minded about it but I've just noticed some interesting things that happen like normally you wouldn't care right well when you're daughter is dating somebody who's trans like the rules seem to change because I was like well okay so they don't have a penis no they don't have a penis okay awesome so I let her do a lot more things than I would if the person had a penis but then I'll have or she'll have transgender friends who do not have penises so they identify as being male want to spend the night I'm like no if you want to abide by male social roles then that's what's going to happen I wouldn't let somebody with a penis stay the night so if you want to claim 
I don't know. Do you, you get what I'm saying? It gets complicated. So anyways, I decided to dig into this so I can figure out what the hell is going on because I don't, I need to know what's going on and what's being fed to my children. So, um, okay. So first we got to talk about gender versus sex. So sex refers to your body parts, your reproductive body parts. Okay. Gender is more about how you see yourself, how you act and how you present yourself to society. From what I can gather, we use the word gender instead of sex. Like when you're filling out a form, it asks your gender. It doesn't ask your sex. And I heard or read somewhere that that's because back in the day, um, the Christians didn't want sex on a form. They wanted it to be gender so that it wasn't, you know, scandalous, which I, I believe that that could most likely be true. So until I figure out something else, that's what I'm going with. Um, okay. So a big thing in the gender world is gender dysphoria. So gender dysphoria is a diagnosable, diagnosable mental disorder. Apparently you can't say mental illness because something's wrong with that. People get mad. So mental disorder. And basically you have to have that for people to be able to get medical treatment, including surgical transition, um, reassignment surgeries, whatnot. So it's kind of important to the transgender community to have that as a medical diagnosis. So we can't like disregard that. And being having gender dysphoria would mean that you, in your mind, you feel like you are the opposite gender of what your body is. Okay, so let's just get that, get that under control right there not under control. Let's get that established. Okay. So gender is a social construct. This is what, and I have said this myself, but now I take it back. I don't believe this. So basically when, when people are referring to gender, there's three parts. There's gender, gender identity, how you identify yourself in your mind, how you how you feel basically there's gender expression which would be how you present yourself to society as a man or a woman or somewhere in between as we'll get to and then there's gender roles you know there's a protector and and nurture and whatnot so the thing is some things are socially constructed, like gender expression, for example, I could go, you know, if I go out in a dress with makeup, that is something that society has deemed feminine, female. If you go out with a tie and a top hat and and whatnot, you're, you're considered male. Those are babies wearing blue and pink. Those are socially constructed gender expressions. Okay, I'll give you that. But 
gender roles or or let's say characteristics of gender like um aggression we consider aggression a male gender trait not because society has constructed that but because biology has constructed that testosterone makes someone more aggressive also i guess i should state that there are differences in male and female brains male brains i'll link it because it's too complicated but there are differences and they've shown that children who identify as as the opposite sex of what they were born their brains are like a little girl someone who's born female identifies as a boy her brain will reflect that of a boy not of a girl so there is definitely something that is going on here I don't know exactly what and I don't think and I think that's part of the problem is that nobody really knows exactly what's going on a lot of science is just kind of just kind of out there no there's no like set science on this and a lot of it is very political and it's super confusing and super annoying so I just my point is gender is not a social construct it's a biological construct gender expression can be considered social but other than that no I disagree and I think to say that gender is just like social is to downplay the dysphoria that somebody has like if gender isn't a thing and doesn't matter then somebody born feeling dysphoria wouldn't need to transition I feel like people who say gender is a social construct and that gender is non-binary are hurting the cause for people who seriously feel gender gender dysphoria and are doing a disservice to the trans community. Okay, so the gender non-binary issue and pronouns. Oh, Lord. Okay, so this is where it gets even worse. So... <clears throat> there are people who say that gender is non-binary, which means there's not just male and female, that it's a spectrum, and that you can fall anywhere in between these the spectrum. I think, so far from what I can figure out, that that's bullshit. I feel like you can be a feminine man like a lot of gay men are very feminine but they're still men they still identify as a man i feel like you can be a very masculine girl i i feel like that's where like gender and sexuality are kind of morphing together and i feel like there's a lot of teens and people in their early 20s online creating things and making shit up that they really don't know what they're talking about and they do not have life experience to back it up. And I think it's really making a mess and confusing kids that, oh, well, I don't know. I like to play video games and I like to 
I don't know, work on cars. I must be gender non-binary. No, bitch, maybe you just like those things. Like, I feel like you're saying you're rejecting gender in society, gender roles of society, but then you're using them to identify yourself as something other than your born gender. It's, it's completely confusing. And I think that what happens is with this stuff is it's complicating it so much that people don't want to discuss things anymore. It, it discourages a discussion because people want to be called they, them, zzer, all sorts. Of, they want to just completely change the way that we speak depending on how they feel. I just don't think that that's realistic. I think that if you feel like you're a man or you feel like you're a woman, I, that, I do not care. I do not care. But if you present to me looking masculine, don't expect me to use they, them, or she, her, if you look like a boy. I'm going to say, I'm not going to, I don't want to sound like a dick and like I'm going to completely like disrespect somebody and purposely like call them by their non-preferred pronouns like I would totally do that I would totally call them whatever they wanted to be called with but automatically you're going to make certain assumptions about people like I think that this all comes back down to the biology as a woman when I'm looking at people just around me wherever there's certain things you look at to yes make judgments maybe for safety maybe maybe for procreation purposes you know you're going to your brain's just going to make choices for you that's just how it is and I think that that's all that people are wanting it's not that they want to judge you or or put people down or anything like that they just want to know what they're dealing with for an example when I was dealing with my, one of my kids dating somebody who was a trans male, which means they have no penis, um, it was very difficult for me to like give advice or to assess situations because I, I didn't understand where the person would be coming from, what angle they would be working. Like a biological male, I know what they're doing. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're trying to get. But when you feminize that, I'm not sure what's happening. You know, I mean, I guess it sounds bad, but it's the truth. And when you're dealing with your children, it's a whole other issue. So, yeah, as you can see, this is just craziness. (laughs) And it goes so much deeper. I've completely simplified this, believe it or not. Um, But I would love to talk to um, people who you know, or gender non-conforming or trans people to just kind of like get in their head and kind of see where it's at so that I can better understand it. All I can do now is just, I watch different YouTubers and try and get a sense of what the hell is going on. So I will, like I said, I'll have this all like typed out and things linked so that if you care, you can go check it out. Alright, and so to end things, I just wanted to end on a more interesting, funny note. Um, Sex in the news. I 
come across this article about pegasms. Apparently, women are holding their pee for an extended amount of time because then when they let it out, they have some sort of orgasmic reaction. What the fuck? Seriously, why are you? No, okay, no. Why are you risking infection, harming your kidneys, and being in pain just to have some sort of an orgasm? Seriously, like I think something's wrong with this. Like men, hello, can you... <laughs> You're not doing something if your woman is holding her pee to have an orgasm. This is why I think that the topic of women's pleasure is so important and it so much needs to be introduced into sex ed because it's just not something that is taught to us. And boys just don't like get that a woman having an orgasm is just as important as them having an orgasm. Just because it's not needed for procreation doesn't mean that it's not necessary. Like, this is the extent that people are going to, to have pleasure. This is crazy. I will link that as well. And I think I, I put that out on my Twitter too. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is X Shauna Williams. And yeah, so that was my first podcast. Was it horrible? I know I was kind of like all over the place, but I'm going to work on it. And I think maybe if I just type my show notes up ahead of time and get more detailed, well, and the gender thing is just completely crazy anyway. I think if I talk about a subject that's less crazy, it'll be easier. Um, also, I would love it if anybody wants to like call in or, um, you know, guest on here. And if you want to do that, I'm going to be posting this through the app, uh, Anchor. So if you go anchorfm.com slash inbedwithshauna, you can find it that way. Or if you install the Anchor app, you can just find me and you can leave me a little voice message and I can add it into the podcast. And I think that that would be super cute and you should do it. Okay, so that's it. I'm done. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey bitches, so I decided that I wanted to start a podcast. I do not know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. So bear with me, it's going to suck and that's okay because that's just how it is. Um, I have a lot of trouble doing this because I have to have it quiet, but when it's quiet, I feel like the whole house is listening to me. And I'm the kind of person that just hates silence. So it makes me paranoid. But I'm going to try anyways. What does perfect even mean? Is there even such a thing?